and welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche, and joining me on this episode is Chris Prefontaine, the founder of Smart Real Estate Coach with over 27 years of experience in the industry. He's also the author of Real Estate on Your Terms and the host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. Okay, uh, let's just jump right in. How did you get started in real estate? Man, oh man, I'm going to date myself here, John, but uh, 1991, I was actually driving in a car to one of our stores. We had a family company, nothing to do with real estate. And I heard, I'm going to date myself with this too, an Earl Nightingale tape. And Earl said something about this guy in the depression that would go around because it's the only thing he could do that and put signs on people's land and sell them. So that I'll fast forward now that spawned, uh, me have an idea in starting a company uh, in 91-ish that would go to landowners, secure their land, put a sign out front, pre-sell a finished package with a builder, build the entire house with all the subcontractors waiting and the landowner waiting. And when the house is all done and cashed out with a mortgage six months later, everybody got paid. So we did, we did it on terms without knowing. I was too naive and young. Uh, that, so that's how I got started. And I, I just watched my father do, uh, he wasn't in real estate, but he would find land, permit it. He would build his own buildings for his company and they would then lease back off of him. So I was around it, you know? Yeah. Sort of grew up around real estate. I'm sure that helped you yeah. uh, make the decision to get into it. Yeah. Well, I'd always had a passion for it. I just, it's never the same, right? So, so I was always interested in jumping on it. Yeah, definitely. So you've also written a few books. Can you talk a bit about those? Sure. The first one uh, is called Real Estate on Your Terms. And that brings the reader right through like A through Z, what we do as a family company. It's uh, myself, my son-in-law, Zach, and my, my son, Nick, and a great team. And, and we buy and sell real estate on terms. And what that means and why the title is that is, uh, that means lease purchase or owner financing. And the subtitle of that is creating continuous cash flow, upfront cash flow, and uh, back-end cash flow without using banks or credit. Uh, the second book is called The New Rules of Real Estate. That was the most recent bestseller. And that was co-authored by my son in Sunilar. And uh, it's, it's got a lot of cool, it's got like 24 experts, leading experts. And they offer their advice and then we comment on it. So it's just a different format. Easy read, keeps it going fresh. Great. So the, the first book you mentioned, uh, Buying It on Terms. Can you talk more about that? How does, how does that work? How do you uh, not get a bank involved? Yeah. So all of our deals, I'll keep it simple for these two examples. I think it'd be best for the listeners. Um, let's go lease purchase or owner financing and lease purchase is what? I, many offshoots of this. We can go back to if you want me to, but I'll give you one example. Let's say uh, for a realtor, let's use specific. Let's say they're at a listing appointment and the seller is either um, price too high or they owe too much. And if they pay a commission, they got to come out of pocket or they have to do a short sale, but don't want to hurt their credit. Anything that fits outside the box of a normal conventional sale, a lease purchase is a nice fit. Let's use some numbers. Let's say they're selling for 300,000 and they owe 280. I'm mm -hmm. just making that up because you can go debt free, you can go over leverage, you can do everything. So they owe 280. And if they sell with a realtor, they're gonna, they sell with you as a listener, as a realtor, they're gonna probably come out about break even, maybe less, right? Um, if they do a lease purchase, we, we go in and we say this, we say, look, uh, we'll buy the house. We'll lock in your 20 grand equity right now. We will, however, uh, have a term of, let's say three years for this example. That means on or before three years, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we're going to uh, pay off your loan, which will be less than the 280, right? In three years. Mm -hmm. So that's how we benefit. 
and we're going to give you 20 grand cash. And so they locked in their equity. And that's a big, big difference for them. In the meantime, what do we do? We put a tenant buyer in there that needs time to get financing, mostly self-employed people needing seasoning or something like that. And then um, we collect their rent. And there's a, there's a responsible in there now with a buyer hat on, not a renter hat on. So we collect their rent and then we buying debt. The buyer takes care of the home just like they own it. And so if we kind of read between the lines there, you, you helped a seller that you maybe couldn't help as an agent and you helped a buyer that thought they could never buy a home because they had to have seasoning or credit repair or whatever in the meantime. That's a super, super win-win. Not, not only a win-win, but also a cool thing for any realtor to be like the hero with yeah, all these solutions, sure. you know? I wish I knew it. I, I you know, 18 years of, of having my realtor on and I, and I huh. didn't know it. So to do that, do you have to have a, a license? No, because all these properties, I didn't go into on a financing or anything like, or any other options yet, but all these programs, you're take on, taking an equitable interest in the property or you're buying the property via our contracts. And so it's your property. And, 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 and in every state that I'm still aware of, there's no, if it's your property, you can sell it. That's why yeah. we have FISBOs, right? <laughs> so it's your own property. You can hmm. do that. So what would you say to a residential agent that's interested in these kinds of investments? Uh, well, I kind of, I, without you knowing you're going to ask that, I kind of alluded to it saying, yeah. I wish I knew it because it, look, there's just, there's just so many things that can fit inside the box when I was a realtor. Right. And so I'd either walk away from those things or they couldn't afford me or they didn't want a realtor this way. There's almost no deal, John, that a realtor can go to and not take, unless it's some obnoxious scenario, like I haven't paid my house payment in two years. Yeah. Can you help me? I mean, and there's no equity in the house, by the way. <laughs> so that those just don't work. But almost every other scenario, I'm telling you, you can structure, this is the book goes through. You can structure a deal that they'll be thrilled with and you will be the hero because you can say, look, uh, I'm going to look at this objectively with my relative hat on and I'm going to look at it objectively with my investor hat on. So you kind of get some credibility there. And I'm going to tell you morally and ethically what's the best. Well, that's cool. That's a win. Yeah, that's great. I would definitely have them focus on those, those, that type of education and then go in yeah. armed with that. Huh? So, uh, mentoring is a big part of your business now. Um, and do you primarily mentor around these kinds of investments or is it, you know, more general, just real estate? Yeah, no, it's, it's all deals on terms. Good question. We have uh, realtors in our community. We have a lot of non-realtors in our community. We have both. And uh, the mentoring does start with basics around that. Like we have a lot of free stuff. Yeah. I'm big on free. And, and so they can go on YouTube and, you know, check things out and say, is this something I want to learn more about? Okay. So as far as mentoring, um, when would you say somebody is ready to be mentored? I mean, you can't just start from scratch, somebody not knowing anything, can you? Uh, okay. This is another good one. So yes, you could. Um, it, okay. So there's pros and cons, right? I have people that come in brand new. I can name all kinds of professions, uh, electrical engineer, uh, guy who worked in the produce business, high, high pace selling, no experience whatsoever, unless they bought their own home, which both of those guys did. They're doing a ton of deals right now because they came in with a clean slate. I also have realtors. I have longtime investors that come in and some of those have had quick success. Some of them don't because I got a bunch of stuff I got to unlearn with them, right? So there's pros and cons. So the, so the real answer is anyone can do it if they come in with kind of blinders on 
and more importantly, in my opinion, and this is good for realtors in their own education, and that is managing expectations. Um, man, there's just too many people, realtor training and, and investment training, who paint these, you know, glorified, get rich overnight, have a million dollar deal overnight, all crazy. If you want to have a good experience with any training, then put the blinders on for 36 months, in my opinion. Do people do deals more quickly than that? Of course. But if they commit to 36 months, they'll have a phenomenal experience. And I don't care if you're going to open a restaurant, that holds true, right? It's not yeah, just no, that's, that's definitely true. Any business that you're starting up, I mean, you've got to, yeah. you've got to put in the time and effort. Um, yeah, along those lines, when I was looking at the, uh, at the smart real estate coach website, I saw that one of your colleagues actually comes from a bartending background. And I thought that was just sort of an interesting, um, illustration of the fact that, you know, any, any background can work in real estate. Yeah. Well, that's my son-in-law, Zach, who in, he came in in 2000 and uh, let me think January of 16, so really okay. the end of 15 and knew zero. I, my kids grew up around real estate. He knew zero. So teaching the scripts, teaching them to call on the people we call on expires for sale by owners, just like realtors do, teaching them all that. And now fast forward, he handles all of our buying. My son handles the selling and can, and coaches associates and students around the country. So anyone can start like that, get the exact same training we gave him hands on and then get out there and practice it for sure. That's pretty short. Order. <laughs> yeah, that's just a few years. That's, that's, time that's impressive. Yep. Uh, so your team still buys and sells properties, right? Yeah, we do. So we like to say we're in the trenches because uh, you you know this in your training world. I mean, you if you're out of the loop for even six months in real estate, that's pretty scary if, you, yeah. if you're teaching people. So you got to stay current. Like you keep your stuff current. Everyone's got to stay current. So we're doing deals constantly. So it's a neat community. We call it the Wicked Smart Community. And we we talk weekly on Zoom. We're always updating them. So if we do a deal and there's a tweak to a contract or, hey, we had a major aha with this deal, good or bad, we update them constantly on the run like that. I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. You got to practice what you preach, right? Yeah. So we do between our own deals here and, you know, we, we're in three different states here. Uh, we buy and sell a few per month. It could go from one to four. And between that and the associates around the country though, we're handling, touching, negotiating with, talking to sellers and buyers about 12 or 15 deals a month. Wow. And then on top of that, doing all your, your speaking work and your coaching and mentoring. Yep. Yeah. It, it, what's neat is they all, they're all intertwined because a lot of it's doing deals. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'll say this, I mean, again, cause you're in the education world, there's so much uh, out there in our space where people are training or selling training rather, and then not getting to a deal. I call it the gap because it and it's, can be depressing for some people. I'll get calls every week saying I spent X amount on education and I haven't done a deal yet. And some of those are a lot. Like I have two of my students now that spent six figures before meeting us and never did a deal, which I, I just, I just boggles my brain. So we concentrate on doing deals. I mean, it's all about transactions. It's not about selling something. We, we dive in and help. Huh. So, so what do you think about, you know, in that case, if somebody has spent that much money, if they put that much effort forth and still hasn't had a deal, I mean, maybe at what point is it just not the right personality fit for the, for the job? I hate to blame it on like, fellow mentors that are probably on my, my podcast and like people I know, but the fact is some of them don't offer the support. Yeah. I'm not blaming it always on the trainer. Yeah. I, I get that some, to your point, some people have to, you know, want to talk to people, for example, and, you know, and, and want to learn and like Zach did and go through their learning curve. But generally speaking, I think there's too much junk out there. I really do. And that's why we're passionate about doing what we do. 
when you coach and train and you're in the trenches, you got to stay sharp. Like you got to stay one step ahead, right, of the students. So it keeps you sharp. I, we made uh, recently certified three of our students as coaches to help us. And they said the same thing. They said, wow, you like, I learn a lot from my students. I got to stay sharp. It's a cool environment. Hmm. So how does that, uh, how does that process work turning your students into your coaches? Yeah, we have different levels, uh, with the, with the students that we call them our associates. Uh, these are people we lock arms with and do deals with. And once they get to a certain level in the program and or amount of deals, and of course we decide we like, you know, it's a fit, then we, we, um, have them help us with coaching. So they take some of the lower level students and start bringing them through. And we've got three of them right now. They do a phenomenal job. Nice. Nice. Uh, so you sort of mentioned it before, but what are your thoughts on people getting into real estate with dreams of making, you know, millions of dollars working part-time? Well, uh, I think they can, if they put the time in, it's not going to be this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I consider myself pretty aggressive. And when I started in the terms business uh, after the, I, I know as a realtor, I did all that. And so when I started in the terms business, it took, a, you know, even with my background, kind of like the foundational vocabulary, if you will it took me some time to, to ramp up and get my legs, you know? And so set the expectation uh, of that three year window. I said, I was on someone's show recently. He does a lot of owner financing and he said, he tells his students 24 months. I said, I, I agree. But if someone commits to 36, A, they're going to be happy when they get there sooner and B, just that commitment itself, right? Just that saying, okay, I'm going at this for three years. They're going to have a better experience because they're going to dive in more aggressively. So I just think manage expectations is the biggest challenge right now in, in, in any niche in real estate. It's a challenge. Definitely. Uh, yeah. My next question was, which, what advice would you give to a brand new agent? Um, say somebody just gets their, their license or they're just, you know, starting your program, starting uh, the way that you teach it, what should they obviously head down for 36 months, but what does that consist of? Well, um, being coachable and not putting the blinders, uh, putting the blinders on rather, not looking left, right, backwards and self-judging everything and, and, and doing so in one niche, meaning after you get your license, you're ready to go out and, and, and list and or work with buyers, whatever you're doing. At that point, like you're in business, you're ready, you've got your license hanging somewhere. At that point, go ahead and diversify. But once you do, don't like watch out for the shiny object. Because mm -hmm. people throw things at realtors, they throw them at investors, like this next best gadget, this next best technique. There's a very specific uh, pathway we bring people through in the terms world. And it starts with just an online course. It's not intimidating at all. And they can take their time and go fast or slow. They can take a year, they can take two weeks. And, and so do that and don't get any, any, I call it the shiny object syndrome. Don't get distracted. After the break, we discuss how to generate new leads. The CE Shop is the industry-leading provider of online real estate education with courses in all 50 states and D.C. Christine from New York said, I took a similar course in Maryland and I learned 100 times more in my The CE Shop course than in the course in Maryland. I feel so much more prepared to be a real estate agent. Join Christine and thousands of other students in feeling 100 times better prepared for your job as a real estate agent. Save 25% on your order by using promo code SHOPTALK. So going back to my, my previous question about uh, when somebody's ready for a coach or a mentor, um, I've heard from past guests, they say, you know, something they wish they had done earlier in their career was to find a reliable coach or mentor. Um, where do you think that falls into the, the early life cycle of an agent? 
Yep. Um, I would agree with that. There's two things that I, I would always say to do sooner than I ever did. them. I tell our students and that one is the coach or mentor and one is a personal assistant. Mm. Um, if I look back even to the day I started as a realtor, right? So that would have been 95, 1995. And I think back in, uh, the fact is the second I found a mentor, I got on a track because they, they provided the accountability. They provide the track to run on this. I mean, this isn't brain science. Think about this, John. If realtor uh, investing, whatever niche, it doesn't matter. Pick pick a niche or pick in this case your realtor. So that's your first pathway. Pick someone in the in the space that is doing what you want to do and is still presently doing it, not twenty years ago. Yeah. And then marry that idea of the three years, right? And be open. And if you do that, I hate to make it sound so watered down, but you cannot screw it up unless you disappear from your mentor because there's accountability built in, you know, to, to mentoring. And let's say with, with us, if they're working with us, there's accountability weekly and there's, and there's a track to run on weekly and, the, and there's go to ABC weekly. And so the only way you can screw it up is if you just, just like, just get away from them, you know, leave, don't go in the program. Yeah. It's the only way you can mess it up. So I don't know if that answered it or not. Hmm. Uh, where do you think burnout plays a part? I mean, I think for a lot of early agents, they just, the stress of having your own business, you know, being in charge of all of it, they just get burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing that came to mind when you said that though, is back to what your prior question was. And that is a mentor is going to help you with the scheduling and the priorities and all that. And an assistant, unless your company provides one, is going to help you with all the other minutiae. So if you have those two things and then you study like personal stuff, like life coach stuff, uh, if your coach doesn't help you with it, we, we help people with the space between their ears. I think it's a critical part of the coaching, but if, if someone you're working with doesn't, um, just make sure you're avid studier of that stuff. So, so the things you said, like the minutia and the burnout mentor, personal assistant, personal development, that'll get rid of that. I won't get rid of it. We, we're not going to, you're not going to eliminate it, but you're going to minimize it. Sure. All right. So the, uh, the million dollar question, what is the best method for generating new leads? Uh, for us in our world, uh, we believe it or not, just do what a lot of realtors do. We we call expires and FISBOs and we call for rent by owners. Now there's mailings and, you know, targeting free and clear. That could be a whole other show. But the fact is that there's a plethora of leads out there. Like even in this hot market, as of the time of this, this show we're doing, because we're in about, we've got 60 or 70 different associates. So we're in a lot of markets. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, even in a hot, hot market, uh, the FISBOs might be less because they're selling on their own, but you always are going to have uh, expired. You're always going to have a friend by owner. You're always going to have a free and clear home who is open to the selling in this open to selling in terms in my world. So those lead sources stay the same. There's just the buckets will get smaller or bigger depending on how hot the market is or how slow the market is, right? You're just going to fish more in another pond, uh, more in expires, for example, than FISBOs in a hot market. Make sense? Yeah. So going off the hot markets, how have you seen the industry change? in your time uh, working in real estate? Big time. Um, well, look, you go online. I, I, I don't want to make everybody nervous here. This, this is a relative uh, show, but you go on, you go on and see all the national companies and the, and the online companies and it's, a, it could be scary for you. So you gotta, you gotta differentiate. And that's why you and I started the show with, okay, how can you differentiate? How can you be the hero yeah. for what I'm talking about? This is, I mean, this is the thing you've got to be able to, as a realtor, let me say this, in addition to knowing the terms, you've got to be able to plant your flag in the, like in the sand and go, this, I'm, like, I'm the authority in this marketplace. That's what, you need, that's what you need to do. And you do that by having that arsenal of terms in your back pocket. And frankly, you also do that by being an authority online. And that could mean um, YouTube. It could mean 
having your own podcast like you and I have. That's what I mean by being the authority. Uh, what, what part do you think technology has played in totally altering real estate? Well, look, you don't have to even, I know some sellers think you do, but you don't even have to get out of your chair to go to, to check out a property, to check out comps. Um, I, I think it's drastically improved with, between the apps and everything else. It's just drastically improved it. And, you know, I, I didn't, I'm sorry, I got, I stopped short on your last answer too, but between technology and uh, everything that's, that's changing in general in the industry, it's a, it's a game changer. The fees are, are, can be, if you're not a specialist, the fees are tighter. Everything's getting tighter. But technology is also helping the competitors too. They're helping these big national chains and these house buyers. Like, does, it, does a company now buying houses? Everybody says, is that affecting you? Not really because we planted our flag, but you gotta, you know, they've got to make sure that they do that. I don't know if I hit that question on the head for you or not. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Um, iBuying, is that is that what you mean, the, these companies trying to get into? Uh, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we wrote a, an ebook on that pretty recently. Just, uh, it's a question we keep getting from agents is like, what is iBuying doing to the industry? And I don't think a bulk of real estate agents are going to see that much happening because of iBuying, because I think there's still the human aspect that everyone wants, you know? I agree. And I agree. And I think that that thing with being the authority in your marketplace, I don't know, but if I'm going to Google and I'm going to find you and I'm going to see a national company and you're a local and you've got an authority and you've got a YouTube channel, you're like, you're, you're out there Q and A online follow me. I, I'm going to you. Yeah. I also heard, and I, I don't know how accurate this is. Maybe, you know, but I also heard that, that by the time they're done, their fees are like 11% or something by the time you add everything up. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So we did this uh, breakdown as part of our ebook and you know, you've got your, your, your traditional route of real estate and you have the fees uh, fit in there. And then with this, they say there are no fees, but they, they take a little bit of a percentage, <laughs> but then of course the way they get you is uh, they do an inspection of your property and they say, Hey, it needs this, this, and this. Yeah. Uh, and then they go and they, they pay for those repairs and take it out of the money that ultimately is going to come to you as the seller. So in the end, you could, you know, depending on the condition of your property, you could actually be losing out on quite a bit. And what's too bad is a lot of sellers to that last point. Well, I know this because when we, if we're negotiating terms in a house, it's like this on terms, but it's the mentality of it's not, it's not money now. It's like in the future, even if they're closing 60 days out. So they get negotiate like that while well, I got them in the hot and heavy and then, they, at the end, they go, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're based here in Denver, uh, where the market's been hot for a while now. So it's looking at something like iBuying, uh, it really doesn't make sense in a place like this. And it sounds like yeah. where you are too, right? It's just a hot market. I, I don't think it makes sense anyway. Be, yeah. I hate to poo poo them, but I just yeah. don't. And I, I have students in uh, Colorado too. And yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. It is. Yeah, it is crazy. I can give that link for the book if you want to, by the way. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So to get the book, and I can't stand, John, when you go online, I'm sure this happened to you, and they say, get my free book, and you go online, and you get to the end, you got to put your credit card in for shipping, and it's six or eight bucks. Oh, I just pay for the book. Yeah. So um, we don't charge a dime. We will ship it at our cost. All they have to put in, this, the, the link I'm going to give you, they're just going to say they heard me on your show. Just go to free, F-R-E-E. S-R-E-C-Book.com. That stands for Smart Real Estate Coach. So free S-R-E-C-Book.com. It's just a simple form. Say you on, you heard us on John's show, and then we'll get that off to you. We mail them every Friday. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Okay, well, this next one is a question I ask of uh, all of my guests. If you could go back to the beginning of your career and change one thing, what would it be? You've already touched on a few things. So if you just could change one, what would it be? Um... 
I'm not going to say the mentor because we talked about it heavy. I'm going to say find someone that would work on just my personal space and thinking bigger. Mm. I know that sounds very, um, you know, like foundational, but we are what limits us. There's no question. And it's important when you're younger, younger in the career, not age, to um, get get that in your head. that You can think bigger. And, and sometimes it's a coach. I think most of the time it's a coach. How do you think that limited uh, your growth? Because uh, you don't know it's possible, right? Especially, when you, I know sometimes if we're young, we we even overshoot. So that, but that would be handled within the same mentorship. We have a, a woman, for example, we introduced to our community who just works on the mental space because we think that that's a big deterrent. Why do here? You know this. Then oh, you can answer this. Then, like, why do you and I see that we teach certain things in your space, in my space, but everyone has a different result? Mm-hmm. The space between the ears. So I wish that I had that kind of higher level help in getting me thinking bigger back then. It's a great answer. And that's, I mean, it's a hard part about teaching or training or, or even running a business is you just don't know. You don't know how people are going to take it, how they're going to, what they're going to do with uh, the things that they learn. Yeah. yeah, it's a big, big piece. That unfortunately took us many years to figure that out, but now we're throwing a lot of that into our community to help them. That's awesome. So you actually provide those kinds of services to your uh, members? Yeah. We, as we find people, so we're big on this, John, we're big on if we like myself, Nick, Zach, if we find someone that's like we used or a product that we liked, we go dive into it. And then, and only then do we introduce to the community and Zach ran into a, a phenomenal coach and he recently ran into someone that has like a, a 90, a really cool, journal that we use. Just those are examples of we don't bring it to the community until we tested it and we like it. And yeah, we found a woman that's phenomenal for the headspace. Wow. So I noticed in looking at your website that you've got uh, a few upcoming speaking events uh, around where you're based in, uh, in Rhode Island, right? Yeah, we have uh, just two annual events a year. Uh, and then once in a while, I'll hit a local rear where, you know, the listeners will find me. It's, it's going to be on our site updated. But they're two annual events, April and September usually. And that's okay. up in up in this neck of the woods. Yeah. And you, you said you have students kind of all over the place? All over the country? Yeah, we have students all over the country, all over North America actually now, and some out of the country. But the main students are U.S. and Canada. And uh, they fly in twice a year, many of them, uh, to, to go to those events. There are two different events. One's called Quantum Leap System in the, in the fall. And then the one coming up in April is called Business Scaling Secrets, where it's more micro. How do you start if you're brand new and or scale if you're and, and do so with a lifestyle, you know? Yeah, definitely. So if somebody wants to learn more about you, your business, your coaching services, uh, how should they go about that? You know, I, I said earlier, I'm big on free. That's why we give the book. They can go to the, the smartrealestatecoach.com site that you've mentioned. Um, they can also on that site, just grab the free webinar. I, again, I want them to be able to say, okay, I read the book. I went on YouTube and watched a bunch of deals. I kind of get the gist and, and I went to the free webinar for now. And now I know if I want to integrate this in my life or not. That's kind of what I want people to do before they spend a dime. Yeah, totally makes sense. Uh, and I imagine you cover it so well that they, uh, they do want to jump right in. Well, I tend to go fast as you probably figured out, but I, 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 I try to ratchet it back a notch. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's great. I'll put the website, I'll put the link to the book in the show notes um, and I'll link back to you. So awesome. Appreciate being on. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. That's it for this episode of Shop Talk. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, you can leave us a review or subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice. Shop Talk is a production of The CE Shop. Shop Talk.